Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Chris Allman, who we haven't seen in a few weeks. Sorry, buddy. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You don't have to apologize for doing well at your job. Yeah. That's what's happened with Chris. Chris has another, like, he doesn't just come in here and work for an hour a week God, every awesome. couple of weeks. You know that's what people think you do. I know. That's exactly for what people sure think I do. For sure, they think you roll in at 2.55. No, for years, that people people will call me like, so what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm working. They're like, yeah, but you're not on until 3. And I'm like, I mean, look, I appreciate you think that I'm good enough to just roll into a show and know everything I'm supposed to know about everything for that day at 2.58 p.m. But... I'm not. <laughs> so you and I both know people who that's how they roll near the end of their yeah. career. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now they I'm may a, not even get there at two fifty eight. Might be three oh five. Might be three oh seven. Yeah. Just rolling in. <laughs> yeah. So um, that would be the late great Butch Henry. Great. Great. Great Butch Henry. This is a segment now, Chris. We've started to call small talk because I like the. Um, the European or like the Swiss custom of before we get down to business, let's let's have some small talk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, when did this start? Was this? Well, I mean, this is mostly this because of you. Because okay. when you and I get together, we 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 t- tend to you know the weekend hat guy conversation really yeah, is yeah, the yeah. one that spurred this. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, because I do feel like we need to tiptoe into "Are you okay, Paul?" Yeah, after we the do. Football weekend, we, we do, we do. <laughs> we don't want to lead with a sledgehammer. Yeah, no, Just there's so in. Yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna tiptoe into that. Um, there was, and I'll just tell you, um, my text messages between my friends, it is, it is, it's, it's a dark, it's a dark tunnel into into madness. What's the in your communications on Saturday, as you see your quarterback not getting up and then being carted off, 
What's the most, was there a text that you now regret two days later where you're like, no. oh no, that was an overreaction or was everybody no. fairly no, no. stable? And, and we'll get into it in a second, but, um, I, it was, uh, mostly like, and I'm very proud of my friends now at, in our forties that it's not like the instant thing wasn't, oh, there goes the season. Yeah. It was, oh crap, poor Jordan. Because I do think that there is a, and I'll tell you this as a Florida state fan, because we were so spoiled and so good for so long. Sure, yeah. And then um, I do think people like have kind of conflated Florida State's few down years because they were so bad with like what's going on at Miami or Nebraska. And honestly, it was five bad years, which yeah. most programs that have downtimes would be like, oh, it can only be five years. It's great. I'll take. Sure. It was, but- like, it was like one bad president. That's it. Like, you know, like that's it. And then you get another guy like, oh, that wasn't a good idea. Shouldn't have voted for him. And then you get another guy. That's about how long Florida States was because Jimbo Fisher left in 2016. By 2022, they were good again. You know, so it's like yeah. six, six bad years. So it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as it was, but the only, like, I don't want to say the only reason, but the biggest reason, the, 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 the shining light that drew in all the talent that made everything happen the way it has over the last two seasons was Jordan Travis. And so because of that, it really stings a lot because the resurgence of the Florida State football program yeah. starts with Jordan Travis. Like, that's who it was. Like, when... They, if they write the story of if Mike Norvell builds a, 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 a Saban level dynasty, yeah. which I don't think is going to be possible in the 12 team playoff era, but let's just say he does. If Mike Norvell does that, if Mike Norvell's the next Bowden and is there for 25, 30 years and wins several national titles and is always in the playoff, the first chapter of the book is Jordan Travis. And that's why I think it hurts so much. Because look, we can say, hey, the Florida State season is over, this and that, and that, blah, 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 blah. But. Um, we don't know that. Right. Like, that's that's not fair to Tate Rodemaker or the team of super studs that are going to surround him and and try to help him win these next few games. Yeah. And that's small talk. That's small talk. No, that was <laughs> that's the preview of when we get into the therapy part of it. But um, we were talking we, about Christmas plans. We were talking about Christmas and Thanksgiving plans. What are your What are your plans? Oh, yeah. We were talking about Thanksgiving plans. It's yeah. Thanksgiving. We were yeah. talking about Christmas. Now, look, here's the deal. My in my house, Thanksgiving is Christmas. Okay, and Christmas is Christmas, and Halloween is Christmas. almost Christmas. Okay, Seth Meyers had a bit um, with Amber, um, his writer. She's so funny, but she was she came on and sang a song, and it was like a about Halloween, but it was how Halloween is Christmas. Okay, and that's how you know they okay. do it. My wife is very much that okay. person. Okay. Uh, since we're small talking, can I be all over the place? You brought yeah. up SNL. Yeah. yeah. I have not been in since Nate Bargatze hosted. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed Nate Bargatze. I think that, uh, uh, I think, um, Timothy Chalamet's was terrible. Okay. I have not seen all of Jason Momoa yet, but it started strong. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm all in on Bargatze right now. Do you ever like zero in on things? I don't know if all you guys are this way where it's like comfort food. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. like you listen to the same song or it's why we watched friends over yeah. and over. Yeah. My comfort food right now is his most recent special, Hello World. Yeah. I've, I listen to it. I watch it. So I thought he was hilarious on SNL. Now back to your question. Yes. Thanksgiving plans, nothing special. Everyone that I know and love lives within 30 minutes of Waco. Oh, that's good. So we'll uh, spend some time with the fam. And 
Our family has a, a, a dessert challenge every year oh, where really? we pair up, okay. um, and then everyone is given $10 uh-huh. and 20 minutes in the grocery store to go buy your ingredients and then come back to the house, make your dessert, and present it to a panel of judges, and then we vote on who wins the dessert challenge do, for that year. Do, do you do it that day? We do it. It's all that day. Okay. It's all in the same span. I'm going to give you... Do you have an air fryer available? Uh, I don't think my parents have an air fryer. We do this all at my mom and dad's house. Okay, you can still do it in the oven. Okay, okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an absolute winner. How okay. much? How much you're talking? Ten dollars is the budget to buy all your ingredients. Like now, sugar, milk, that stuff is is allowed like, to be used from the house. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I I think I got you. Ten dollars. Okay. I think I got you. Do you want me to tell you here? Or do you want it? Do you want it to remain a secret? Let's let's keep it a secret, okay. and also keep presentation matters, like aesthetics matter. Oh, it, it, it'll it'll okay. You can make it look plenty good. Okay, I'll give Great. you I'll give you a couple different options on how to do it. Okay, I have a nephew that's on a speaking of Saban level dynasties. Yeah, my nephew West. We've done this since 2017. I think he's won every year except once. You know why? He's probably Instagramming some stuff, right? <laughs> like he's he's going on Instagram and he's finding stuff that that the olds have never thought of. Trust me, if you knew West, he would only be doing that if LeBron James were making desserts because we that's basically we, all he Instagrams. We, we, we don't know that he's not. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> we don't you know, know LeBron that James would probably tell you dessert was his idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when I came up with dessert. Like, uh, listen, you guys uh, ever heard of uh, chocolate cake? <laughs> me. <laughs> How about this? Vanilla cake with chocolate frosting. Also me. <laughs> I'm doing things. I changed the game. All right, so you and Amanda are going to... We're going to the Gaylord Texan. Okay, you're going to so, disclose that location, yeah. even though people may show up and well, pop the prop, the paparazzi may good, show up. Good luck finding me in that maw uh, of people that's going to be there. So it is, it's a lot. My, because my wife is a Christmas lasts... Christmas yeah. is not just a day, it's a season. Um, Chris, you've known me for quite a long time. I am very much of a Christmas is a day kind of a person. Or I was. I was. Okay. I'm not anymore because marriage. Okay. You have to. You have to. Because marriage. Because you have to. You know, if you're, again, if she, if she was an avid golfer, okay. you know, I'd have to lean into that a little bit. I couldn't, you know, quelch her joy for, you know, quash her joy. I'm sorry, quash her joy for <laughs> golf, just because I'm like, yeah, you know, I I kind of like golf, right? You know, yeah. So I'm 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 trying to lean in. I'm trying to be one of those guys. I'm trying to be Clark W. Griswold. Okay, that's what I'm trying to be. I respect that. If you're gonna if you're gonna aim, aim high. I'm I want to be Ralphie Parker and Clark W. Griswold and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Jingle All the Way. All, I don't know. <laughs> I may have picked a... Okay. I'm just picking someone who's actually in good shape. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Ryan Reynolds from Just Friends. That's that's who I should have said. Okay, boy, you're you're shooting from the deep water right now. Have you ever seen Just Friends? That's not the one with him and Sandra Bullock. No, Just Friends is the one with him and um, Chris Klein is in it and Anna Faris is in it. Okay. And it is... Awesome. Okay. Best friends, anyone? No? Nope, nope, nope. Absolutely. I'm telling you, 10 out of 10 recommend. Solidly hilarious. Garrett, do you want to disclose your Thanksgiving plans in the same tone in which you disclosed it? Oh, I'm just staying at the house and avoiding human beings. Hey, here we go. So, no, when Amanda and I, when, when Amanda moved down here, 
you know, we're, we go see her family at Christmas. Okay. And so at Thanksgiving. Which is Tennessee, right? Yeah. Okay. My, my family, my family's not great with making plans. Like it's yeah. hard, like it's scattershot. Does your I mom call you and say, Paul, today's Thanksgiving. I won't, no, it's not that. It's, um, part of it is my fault. I will admit that for years, uh, because they were, were so bad about making plans. I just said, you know what? I'm going to go to the Cowboys game. <laughs> and so I would go and cover the Cowboys game and have Thanksgiving dinner on Jerry which is, let me tell you, opulent. I bet. <laughs> I bet it's not a box lunch. Uh, here's, outside of having to stand in line and get it yourself, that's the worst part of it. Really? Like, all the rest of it, honestly, could have been brought to me with a guy in a tuxedo going, uh, sir, the gravy. Okay, so rank <laughs> The gravy the- comes from Germany, where <laughs> at the high, point of the highest mountain, in all of Skudelgarten. <laughs> okay, I, so I will say one of the better meals I've had in the last year was at your wedding reception, which is quite the spread. Oh, yes. Was the food at your reception better than Jerry's Thanksgiving lunch, or are they on the same level? I would tell you... <laughs> If I had any idea, because I didn't get to oh, have you didn't get to any eat. of it. Okay. None of it. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I sampled a little bit of everything, and i got to <laughs> yeah. tell you, it was yeah. real good. That was at the Olive Branch here in Waco. Yes, it My was. good friend Leah owns that place. Yes, it was. You should go to the Olive Branch if you're in Waco. Mm-hmm. Uh, visiting all the time. Great brunch, great dinner, great lunch, all of it. If you have a catering event, believe me, she's excellent. You had the food. So, this is uh, a live thanks, spot. Thanks for, the, thanks for the, an opportunity to give her the plug. We just rolled into but, a live. Yeah. So, um, no, I... I uh, so, no, we go to the Gaylord, Texas, because she loves Christmas, and it's all Christmas up, and we go through ice, you know, which is a really cool thing. If you got kids, especially, there's ice slides. You should take your kids to it. They'll love it. Uh, yeah. My kids are spoiled enough. I think we'll, I think but, we'll, we're good. Yeah. How about you take my kids to it? You know what? It would make more sense if I did than just me and her walking through it kidless. That's true. Like, but there are that. little bars in there, which is what, you know, yeah. they have like specialty cocktails, which I, which I enjoy. So yeah, that's, that's what we do. So Gaylord's a cool place. It's a, it's, it's a it's, lot. Yeah. The, and then we have Thanksgiving. They have like a big meal there at the restaurants that kind of all it's good. It's we, it's, it's well done. Yeah. Um, so, but Thanksgiving, Tennessee, that, uh, um, excuse me, Christmas, Tennessee, Christmas, Tennessee. I'm sorry. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Christmas, Tennessee. So. Wait. So when was the last time? How long have you been now not working on Thanksgiving since you started dating Amanda? Yes, since I started dating. Well, see, because my Cowboys credential changed when we started working here because they have rules on what they oh. call emerging media. Okay. Otherwise, anybody could anybody the, could kind of get the one. internet was emerging yeah. media. Yeah. Mm. Well, at least blogs and you know YouTube channels because they'd have to put like a if your YouTube channel has this many subscribers, it's just. It's never yeah. ending, right? So I get it. You know, I, we didn't have the credential. So the first year she lived here, we actually went to the Cowboys game, and I sat with the people. <laughs> that feels terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> like, a, like a commoner. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this chair I'm sitting in? Like, where is where is where is my halftime gelato? <laughs> Where's the carving station? Is there a carving station anywhere near here? <laughs> that is, it is jarring. You mean I have to pay for this candy? It is <laughs> jarring to spend your life in press boxes and then go sit. Well, like 10 Thanksgivings in a row. Yeah. In the press box and then like go. And then only that, it was, they were playing the Raiders. And so Raiders fans um, are not what you would call the most erudite people in the world. 
Okay. Define erudite. Heard the word. Don't um, know what it means. The, the most, um, they're not as fans. They, their, their manners, I would say, uh, are on the lower end of the, okay, of the list. There. Uh, okay. Like if they were, if you were ranking the most, the fans with the most couth, the most. The most uh, je ne sais quoi, okay. you know, the, the most ability to uh, not look like common gutter trash. Uh, <laughs> I would say the Raiders fans would have a hard time uh, crawling out of the 31st or 32nd spot. Okay. And look, I say that knowing that our good friend Q uh-huh. is a Raiders fan, but that's the, but, and I say this also as a compliment because that's what they're going for. Yes, that's they're, exactly they're le- what they're going. They for. are leaning in. They are leaning in to, to the being, bit, <laughs> to, to the, like just leaning in. So, like when you're in the stands, and I could, from where I was sitting, I could see my seat okay. where I was sat. I could see into it, and I'm just looking at that guy eating my turkey and my mashed potatoes <laughs> and my gelato bar <laughs> and my halftime cookies. You're like. Uh... You're like in Catch Me If You Can, DiCaprio goes to his house. He's yeah. having to sit there outside and watch his family. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> That's how I felt. Who's that? <laughs> Where's your mommy? I don't you know. make this many movie references in my everyday life. No, Only we, when I come and I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a language I know to speak to you. But yeah, and then you have to sit around and there's a bunch of people going, Raiders, <laughs> like all the time. You're like, I don't like this as much as I do the other way. <laughs> Yes, you like to literally this, look down on them. Yeah, yes, I was just like, for I was sure. Like, this is, and I love being like, if you take me to a baseball game, I can sit in the stands, no problem. I've not covered a lot of baseball. Like, I've, I've done a lot of Rangers games, but like, I enjoy sitting in the stands of the baseball game because the pace of a baseball game is different, right? Like, you can relax, like, baseball is relaxing yeah. until it's not. Like, baseball in the regular season, very relaxing. Baseball in the postseason, not so much. And that's the point of it. But football is never relaxed. You're not supposed to be relaxed. It's like an all-intensive thing. And you're like, you know, I remember, yeah, it's, yeah. Had to sit, like, I was sitting way up. Okay. And and it was just, again, not any higher than my normal press box seats are. But, you know, the, the press box, I'm supposed to be able to see everything. My chair's much comfier. And there's, you know. There's a, a carving station where the guy's like, would you like roast beef or turkey or ham or a little bit of all three, sir? So is that the trifecta, Jeeves? Put it on the plate. <laughs> is that the, uh, do you, like you have to have a sports coat to get in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have a, a, a closet. You know, and like Jerry does everything like all the way, right? Yeah. And so like even when the, like there's a bowl game there or when there's a high school, high school is a little bit different, but they always have something yeah, there. Yeah, they have a little something, but it's not but, like doing a college game there. No, but you do a college game there. Anytime there's something there, there's, there's a bit of a spread. And it like, but for the Cowboys, he does it to the level he does because he wants everybody, especially who comes from Washington, Philly, and New York to be like, oh, our owner treats us like dirt. <laughs> what is the worst seat you've ever had covering a game? Like, what is the... J-Mo talks about, is it where the Diamondbacks... Do they have a bowl game where the Diamondbacks play? Yeah, yeah. J-Mo talked about the booths... Yeah, I bet you that was pretty bad. ...there being pretty bad. Yeah. Um, uh, the Superdome, if you have to sit in the regular press box, okay. is... Not great. Okay. It is right below the air conditioner. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the air, not the air conditioner, like 
the window unit for your two-bedroom apartment, the air conditioner that cools all of the Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Superdome, you're right beneath it. And so you freeze to death there. So I would say that one. Now, when we were in the Superdome the last time, Jack was there, they gave us a whole booth just to ourselves. So really? Was, yeah. To be able to do our post-game show and everything. Like, oh, was, wow. For the Sugar great. Bowl? Yeah. It was great. We were... Uh, we were we were thrilled. What if you can? What if you also add half time? Uh, excuse me, high school press boxes. You high school press What's boxes. What's the absolute worst? Uh, West. Okay. And just sit in the stands. Okay. You've done that a few times, right? Have you sat in the stands? Salado. Dude, I had Salado. I had to stand on the sidelines this year. That was pretty brutal. But Florence, <laughs> Florence is one of the absolute worst I've ever done at high school. Okay. Hands okay. Down. Yeah. So anyway, let we should probably it's one nineteen. We should probably get. We're to, almost done. Yeah, we should probably get to the 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 first part of you giving me therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some questions I want to ask you. So let's let's go let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. Yeah. Right now, you want to take a break? No, let's get into it because we okay. got some other things we need to talk about. Okay. You are forty eight hours removed mm-hmm. from. I want to be sensitive about this because I mentioned you have experienced actual loss, but this is a genuinely sad thing. Yes, it's not. How are you forty eight hours later? I'm look. I am. Sorry, go ahead. I'll 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 ask more questions. I have rallied to the point of, and maybe it's my my vitriol against the people who were like, "Well, they're out. The season's over. Like, don't even put them in, even if they win the next two games." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? If they win the next two games with their backup quarterback, they don't deserve to be in the playoff. Like, yeah, let's get them through the Gators first. Let's get them through Louisville, and then if they're thirteen and zero. On December fifth, then they're going in. So yeah. like, you don't have to worry about that. And like all this pontificating and hot takery about that has has maybe gotten me like be- more behind Tate Rodemaker than I would have been in another situation um, if they weren't sitting here eleven and zero uh, going in the last couple weeks. So I'm like, and I'm really sad for Jordan Travis. I'm really sad for the students that are there right now that may not get to experience what they would have gotten to experience if Jordan was there. But again, that's sports. Ohio State in the first college football playoff was down to the third-string quarterback and won it with Cardale Jones. Yeah, so I do remember that. It's not unprecedented. Like, there are – like, the like also, would you like to list the quarterbacks who have won national championship games? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not necessarily a who's who. Most of them are just on television now. Yeah. Like, you know, like Good point. you know, Greg McElroy won, like, he's a far better commentator than he was a quarterback, and he won a national championship. Ken Dorsey won a national championship. Like, there are guys, like, that have won most of Saban's QBs that aren't named Tua or Bryce Young. Or Jalen. Yeah, or Jalen Hurts. Mac Jones notwithstanding, but, like, you know. Yeah. That, like there are, there are you know, not all of them. Like Jason White, J- Jason White didn't win. Josh Heupel, Josh Heupel won the national championship. Yeah. Like again, you can win, especially if if Florida State's team around Tate Rodemaker is really as good as they think it is. Then they should have a chance to win most games with him there. So we'll see. Were you most? Because I'm sure there's a. You've got to deal with it personally because you're a human being, and you've already expressed your appreciation for him as a player, yeah. right? So you're grateful for what this guy's done for your university. You're also sad for a human being whose college career is over. Mm-hmm. But then also you have, you're in the media. You have to 
keep tabs on what people are saying about it. And I feel like that would be the part that's the, that the, would drive me insane. That's it's why I can't do your job. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's uh, gotten me good at it. There's no one who's harder on the Dallas Cowboys than me. Okay. And I'm a Cowboys fan. And you know what's allowed me to do that is covering the Cowboys for a long time. Okay. Like, once I've seen how the sausage is made, yeah. I have no, like, you're not telling me, like, Jerry can't propaganda his way out of my opinion. Right. You know, so I've applied that same, like, look, I look at every team I'm a fan of, whether it's the Red Sox or the Spurs or Florida State or whoever, I put the same glasses on that I look at with the Cowboys. Okay. And that allows me to separate myself from it. Now, the one I'm most emotionally involved in is Florida State because sure. I don't know if this is a surprise to you, but I've never played for the Red Sox, Cowboys, or Spurs. Okay. And they're not calling. That's news to me. But <laughs> they're, they're not. Like, as much as I would like to play left field for the Red Sox, they have never asked me to do that. Okay. That's and news I, to me. And I'm, getting, and I'm getting to the point where it's probably not going to happen. Well, at this point, like, there's not many. Five foot seven, 43 year old rookies out there. I would not give up hope quite yet. <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. I'd encourage you to watch a little documentary called The Rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. He was also a, a baseball player, though, <laughs> like an actual baseball player. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So his baseball career ended when he was in his 20s before he like, went back and got in the league. Mine ended when I was in my early teens. <laughs> Okay, you're yeah. right. So you've got a few more hurdles to climb, I, but I still, let's be so, optimistic. So I, I, I look at that the same way. So when I hear things, and it allows me to do this because you have to, um, you have to be able to look at it through the propaganda because coach speak and propaganda and all those things. Uh, you know, hey, we feel great about our team. Well, all right, we think we've got players that can win this league. I've heard it from every kind of coach in the world. Yeah. And then when you look at their record and they're not winning the league, you're like, well, I don't think you have players that can win the league. You know, so all those things happen. So, yeah, I mean, I look at it differently, and I'm very objective with Florida State, but I am tied up in it because even though I didn't play football there, yeah. um, you know, it was a huge part of my life because – that's my school. I went there, so yeah. it's it's mine. Yeah, you know, I was never like any professional team, unless you work or play there, it's never really, you know, yours, right? Like you're a fan of it, but it's not. Yes, or you could have the Ted Lasso look of every professional team is yours, and the people who own it are just borrowing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with that, but I would also take the perspective of not really being a guy who has a college team. Now I do like I, I went to Mary Harden Baylor. We're very good at football, not yeah. this year, but so because my one team is a pro team, I guess I like, I don't disagree with you. You're right. But you have spent money at Florida state. You've invested time. Like I agree that it's different. I just, so, so what is now like, and trying to keep your finger on the pulse of what people are saying, what was the knee-jerk reaction? Is it they're done, they can't win at all? Was it predominantly now they're not getting in? I think it's predominantly now they're not getting in because I think that people don't think that they'll beat Florida and they'll beat Louisville. Okay. Like, they have to win both those games to get in. And, look, I would tell you if they lose either one of them, they shouldn't be in. I don't think, I don't think they've done – like, they've had a great season – but if you don't do, like, based on the way that their schedule 
um, especially after they played those teams, got worse. Like the only team that was LSU had a little dip where they were worse, but I think they're still the same team they played when they yeah. like they're still good. They beat most everybody, um, but Clemson's actually gotten better since Florida State beat them. So that's a thing, but I don't think anybody thinks that about Clemson. But the rest of their schedule's not good. They keep having to pay a penance for that Boston College game, which I don't understand. That was like weeks ago. Like, you know, a lot of things have happened. But I do think that there is um, there's there's a there is a there's a perception that they have no room for error, and I think that that's true. I don't like the perception that you should just leave them out regardless of what happens because Jordan Travis isn't playing. Yeah. I agree, but but if I could bring it back to, and I know this is a college football channel and a largely college football show, the stupidity of college football, that they are, this is an aesthetic issue, a little bit. They are a different team, and probably objectively, it's fair to say, they won't be as good, even if they're good, right? Yeah. Because if this kid was the, if this kid was the same player, he would be the starter. But this is an aesthetic issue now. Now this becomes, if they beat Louisville and they beat Florida, it is purely about aesthetics. It's how does this semifinal game play out on television and does it put eyes on it? So that's what the part I hate is that it, it further illuminates the lunacy of how we pick teams who play for a championship. Does that make, fair? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Is that yeah. fair? Yes. Or am I just way out no, there? No, it does. Like, the, the whole um – um, beauty contest aspect of it will will hurt them, um, but I w- I would say that like look some of this is going to work itself out in the next two weeks. Yeah, there's sure. there's like Ohio State and Michigan play each other in in five days, so one of those teams will be in the same spot as every other one loss team. Uh, when it like especially like and again there's a doomsday scenario for the Big Ten where you know say whoever loses the or wins the the Ohio State Michigan game goes in and Kirk Ferentz in the ultimate like step of defiance wins a game nine to seven, <laughs> which I don't think would happen. But, but like just the absolute like the oh. most boring wrench you've ever seen thrown into plans of all time. <laughs> yes. But whatever, like, all right, listen, you guys are gonna fire my kid. I'm gonna beat your team <laughs> with three field goals. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and then uh. Yeah, and then, then I'm going to swallow a jar of nails <laughs> to show you how tough I am. So there's all these scenarios that could happen. Look, uh, Oregon could lose to Oregon State and then beat Washington, and then Washington's kind of in a pickle, right? Yeah. Like, they're at they're one loss. You know, Alabama could lose to Georgia in the SEC title game, and they're out of it because they have two losses, and then Georgia's in no matter what. Even if Georgia lost to Georgia Tech this week, if they turn around and beat Alabama, like everything's fine. Georgia's probably not going to lose on the way out. They're playing so well, but you never know. So there's a ton of scenarios, but the fact that people like to zero in on the issue of the week of like, well, Jordan Travis is gone, and I get it. Look, every good thing that's happened and every time that they've come back in a game has not been because of anybody else but Jordan Travis. So when FSU screws around and plays their food, and then the guy who makes it all better is Jordan Travis. Yeah. So they can't do that probably with Tate Rodemaker because he does not have the same skill set. But if they adapt and change things and if all of the superheroes in their skill positions be superheroes, then Tate Rodemaker won't have to bring them back in games that they should win over Florida and Louisville. And I know Louisville is good, but even with Florida State's backup quarterback, given the rest of the roster, Garrett, am I right? They should not lose to Louisville. 
No, they really shouldn't. I mean, Louisville, I think, is kind of a fool's goal, in my opinion. And, you know, while the win over Miami this past week was pretty good, and rightfully so, but I think you lost to Pitt. I still stand that Virginia should have beat them. Yeah, I think that Florida State without uh, Jordan Travis has a legitimate chance to beat Louisville. They should. Now, if you want to tell me Florida State sans Jordan Travis has a legitimate chance to beat Georgia or to beat Michigan yeah, <laughs> or to beat Oregon or Washington. Well, even Washington, I might like they like I don't know, man. Washington is the same kind of team as Florida State. Really talented, plays with their food. They are, but they look and all hats off to Oregon State this past weekend. I was yeah. really impressed with that win by Washington. Yeah, I, I was too, but like they're kind of the same. They right? are. They're kind of the same. I would say Texas is more so like Florida Te- oh, State. Oh, Texas. Alabama is a bad matchup for Florida State because the two things they don't stop well on defense are – I mean, they're really good against the pass, but they man everybody up. Right. And because of that, they can give up some big plays, which is the only passes that, that Jalen Milrow can make. Mm-hmm. And they're also not good with running quarterbacks. So that's what he is. So that would be – but I still think they could kind of hang. Alabama and Texas and Florida State are in the like – They're about the same. Yeah. They're like they're – like, Meow, 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 meow. And then it's like, oh, well, we better not. You know, like that's what they do. Yeah. Um, Oregon, bad matchup for, I think, anybody. Oregon's a bad matchup for Georgia and Michigan. And if, like, they're bad. Like, they would be, like, they would be, num- in my opinion, had they won that Washington game, they'd be number one in the CFB. Oregon? Yeah. I think they'd maybe, uh, maybe two. Maybe two. But yeah. But yeah. Um, they'd, be, they'd, be, they'd be two because they're, they're just, I mean, you saw what Bo Nix did yeah. the other day. Yeah, six TDs at the half. Yeah, before he got tired. (laughs) He wasn't even tired. (laughs) He didn't even, like, he needed a little bit of water. Not the kind of water that everybody else did. So, anyway, that's enough of that. But that's that's our our first therapy session. Okay. We've got some other college football things to talk about. And I can go on and on about this. Before I, like, again, just said, like, the, the few minutes after I first got home and was dealing with that after the post game show the other night, I was, like, Amanda like turned to me and she's like, I can see you're legitimately sad. I'm like, I'm sad for so many reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. And uh, it's just and like the thing is, like, I don't know Jordan Travis. I hope I get to meet him one day. He seems like a great kid. <laughs> seems like a great kid. But I do like, I did just want to like hug him and be like, listen, buddy, thank you so much. This university, all the fans, like, yeah. you've helped make it so much more enjoyable than it was. And he knows how bad it was because he was there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. He, he doesn't he, need to be reminded. Like, he was, he was the one who helped them. And he, he even felt it. Like, he, was, he begged Mike Norvell to switch into wide receiver. And Mike Norvell is like, no, you're my quarterback. You're yeah. going to be the quarterback. And he was like, I don't think I am. I don't know if I want to be anymore. And he's yeah. like, yes, you do. You're going to be good. And then he like helped pull them up out of the, the muck. Yeah. I, to me, I know we're ready to pivot. I think that's the worst part of it is it, it's this kid who had a chance to do something very few people in their life are going to get to do. And Florida State, as a unit, could still do it, and he will be just as much a part of it. But the fact that he may not get to finish it is just sad for any – and, and, and he's look, a kid. And he's I'll, a kid that you want that for. And I would tell you, like, in the grand scheme of the football viewing season, if you're not a fan of FSU, you're only going to watch them when they play Clemson or Miami or a big game. You're not going to do that. That's how you are for any school. Mm-hmm. But in the part of the year where if he was in the college football playoff and you're going to see him – in the, in the ACC championship game and then the CFP, we're, we've been robbed of at least, well, now, a rivalry game, conference championship game, and a potential yeah. CFP game, we've been, or a bowl game, 
three Jordan Travis games, which, believe me, as just a fan of football, you should love watching Jordan Travis play because he is fun to watch. Yeah. He is fun to watch. So we, like, Jordan Travis, the biggest loser in all this because he doesn't get to play. For sure. And then all the rest of us as football viewing public are the losers because we don't get to watch him play. So Yes, that's a good summary. It's it, it sucks. When we come back, we'll get into the week that was in college football and more. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back. Chris Allman alongside. And look, we have a, a short week. I'm not completely sure if we're going to have two shows or three shows. Okay. I just know that I'm not going to be here on Wednesday. Okay. Because I have to go to the Gaylord Texan. And get so, to. Get to. Get to. I'm sorry. Get, get to. to. Get to. Get to. I, I married Buddy the Elf. That's who I married. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worry when, like, A we. Much prettier version. Yes. Much of Buddy the Elf. But, like, I worry that when we get through, like, we get in. And like it's like Santa's coming back. She's like, I know him. <laughs> My the other day we went to Richland Mall here in Waco, uh, and Santa was walking through the mall on his way to his spot to take pictures with kids. Mm-hmm. Well, my four year old son just saw Santa walking through the mall, so he starts hauling a after Santa. Yeah. That's how I imagine Amanda. The way you're talking <laughs> about her, like Amanda that. would have pushed Jack down yeah. en route to go see Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, like, your son didn't, like, ask the question of, like, why is he walking? Why doesn't he just <laughs> appear there? Why has he got a bag of payway? Yeah. <laughs> have one, by the way. Doesn't have one of those at the North Pole. I know that we have a, a viewing audience that goes outside the scope of Waco, but Garrett or Jack, have uh-huh. you guys been to the mall? You know, payway doesn't exist in Waco anymore. Correct. Except there's a payway in the mall. Is it? Did it take the place of the old Wendy's? Like, that whole... It took the place of the old... Asian restaurant that's okay, right across okay, from Chick Fil A, okay. but it's not Payway. It just says Payway up there, and then all the food is different. It's, <laughs> it's the biggest work I've been a part of in quite some time because we took an office trip there. We were fired up. Payway was back. It's not Payway. Fraudulent. It's fraudulent Payway. Sorry, I know we yeah, have other things just, to talk just, about. Just, but no, no this is this it. is a this is, could be a possible crime <laughs> we need to get into is fraudulent Payway. I may have just slandered someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris. Uh, but. That, so we'll talk more about the week that's coming than the week that was because there were not really any big upsets or anything. Like no. Oregon State didn't win, so that didn't shake anything up. You know, like 
Mizzou almost yeah, lost, they, and that would have been kind of big. But yeah, you know, um, the Gators gatored that thing up at the end <laughs> so bad. Um, I mean, uh, oh, I so like. That's not even a subtle shot at the game. The here's he just, the deal. He just gatored the crap out of that. It game. was and look, I say that knowing I have many, many people in my life who who I love who are Gators fans. And I knew their pain in that where they're like, hey, we're winning this game. Oh, there's it's fourth and seventeen. Nothing bad can happen. And then not only do you have a fourth and seventeen, you give up three subsequent play, pass plays that were longer than the fourth and seventeen <laughs> you just gave up to get a kicker who, when they got the 4th and 17, they could have just kneeled it out, and he probably could have made it from there. Mm -hmm. They got him into, like, it was a 30-yard kick for Harrison Mevis, the thicker kicker at the end of the game. And you're just like, well, I hope he misses this short one. Like, the ones he, like, Harrison <laughs> Mevis doesn't even warm up from 30. He, no. like, <laughs> he's just like, that's where he does trick shots, where he, like, walks up backwards and yeah. kicks up with his heel. <laughs> okay, let's. I want to revisit something you just said. You said you have people in your life that you love that love the Gators. Yeah. When those teams, I've recently been through this because I don't think I've been here since the Rangers won the World Series. You have not. Okay. People asked me, aren't you happy for your friends who are Ranger fans? No. The answer is no. No. They so weren't happy Gator, for you. No. When Gator fan does, when Gators do something well, are you happy for those people, or are you just like, no? I okay. So I want mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want mine. I got it's I childish got, and silly, and it's but I don't care. Yeah, I got two things regularly. Number one is, aren't you happy for your friends that are Rangers fans? No, unequivocally, I've told them that personally. I'd like to say this on the internet. I'm not happy for you. I want your sports life to be miserable. Mm -hmm. And then I got, aren't you happy a Texas team won it? No, that's an even dumber. What do I care? I want the Astros to win, and everyone else to lose. The same way I'm sure you feel about Florida State. You don't want anyone to win, especially Miami or Florida. No, yeah. I don't. Like I do, I have said this and I do and I do honestly believe it. I know people don't believe me, but it was more fun in the 90s when they were all three yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Like than this. Like this is not where like only one of them can muster up double digit wins at a time. Like I liked it to where those three teams were determining the direction of the national championship. I liked that. Um, I don't know if it'll ever go back to that because they they let the wolves in the door. Yeah. When, when they all got bad at once. Okay. So, um, so sorry, the week ahead. We we're supposed the to be week ahead, about but it's that. rivalry week. It's a fun week. The problem with rivalry week, though, uh, here at the end of the season is there's only one of the games that is really good, and it is the game, Michigan and Ohio State, where I think this is going to be the most interesting Michigan Ohio State week ever because yeah, think? no one in their, like, if you were not a fan of either Michigan or Ohio State, for the last 25 years, most of the time you were cheering for Michigan just because yeah, Ohio you're State. tired of Ohio State. Sure, yeah. Now, Ohio State is not the hero you deserve, but it's the hero <laughs> you need. You know, like it's the one because everybody's mad at Michigan because of the sign-stealing scandal, yeah. which has taken a very interesting new turn in the last week yeah. in that they, like, I think it's hilarious that Michigan thought they could lie their way out of it and be like, look, he was acting alone. None of the coaches knew about it. Like, we've suspended him and he's resigned like we consider this matter closed we're going to fight the suspension fight the suspension and then the ncaa in the first time that they've ever acted quickly on anything ever because they were going <laughs> to court just called michigan and goes hey um you don't want to show your ass on friday <laughs> because um we have some information that you need to know and one of your coaches clearly knew about it because he was deleting evidence so if you if the natural 
if the defense is we didn't know about it, yeah, none of the coaches knew about it. Well, at least one of them did. So then the next question is, is like, okay, low level staffer was the only one doing it was your first defense. Well, now your linebackers coach is doing it, yeah, or knew about it and and was somehow involved in it and deleting emails. Straight well, to. Then how much do you not know about what goes on in your own program, especially considering that you had an you have an offensive coordinator who's been arrested and is being investigated for computer access crimes by the FBI and all these other things that are going on? How much do you not know, Jim? How much do you not know? And Wait. if you don't know things, why do you get paid eleven million dollars? This does sound very similar to a recent baseball scandal I endured. Very similar. Just like. <laughs> Just keep saying you don't know. Yeah. Like eventually, like okay, you know you. Um, Michigan should just do all they can to make Rob Manfred the head of the NCAA right yeah, now. They should. That should be their sole <laughs> purpose of their existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you could, maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh's the AJ Hinch and all of this. Yeah, I don't like, know. Just and then like when he found that he did know, he was just too powerless to stop it. Yeah, and which is sad for the manager. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everything will work out. Okay, so as far as... But, but, but th this, is the, this is the interesting one, right? Oh, for uh, sure. Um, Michigan actually played its first game of the year where it didn't look all that great. And I do wonder if not having Coach Harbaugh and, like, if you're the team that's been, like, violently behind him, which there's no reason you shouldn't be yeah. because he's the one you should believe. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the week, like his whole stance of like, they're coming after us for no reason. We're not going to take this lying down. And then they find out like, hey, guys, I'm going to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what are you doing? Uh, I'm laying down. I'm laying down. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get to me. Guys, they got to me. <laughs> I will... I mean, I will stand defiant against all. Oh, uh, what now? Not what? Uh, uh, come on, <laughs> I uh, guys, change of plans. So <laughs> that's got to affect you a little bit. I'll also tell you a very interesting stat in that JJ McCarthy's five worst games of the year have been the five games so far in which Jim Harbaugh has been suspended. So there is something that Jim Harbaugh gets out of yes. him a little bit more than Sharon Moore does. Yes. Uh, so I'm curious to see that against an Ohio State defense who is lethal. Yes, and they haven't – I don't know that Michigan has been behind all year, but they were up big on – who they just beat, Maryland or Minnesota? Maryland. Maryland. They just beat – I mean, they were up 24-3 on Maryland and then looked bad late. Yeah. I'm interested to see if they get down 7-0, 10-0, 10-3. Then, that's where I feel like they're going to miss him because in the same way – FSU is loaded around Travis. Michigan is talented enough that a, an assistant or an associate head coach can get them dubs. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason Jim Harbaugh is the head coach. And so what I'm interested to see is if they get down at all. Mm -hmm. And then how do they bounce back out of that? And it makes sense. Harbaugh's a bit of a quarterback whisperer that his quarterbacks would not play as well without his proximity to them. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, there's there's that, and uh, but uh, so I think it's gonna be interesting to see people rally behind Ohio State for the first time. Because look, here's the thing: they are the little guy in this. Can they're, you believe they're the that? They're the ones who they're the ones who've been wrong. Like they're the ones who've been wronged, and the previous coach was Urban Meyer. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> that's 
This is the world we're living in, the Big Ten. I do think, though, the Big Ten, um, they're lucky that they have all these alumni base and that they have all these TV deals because if it was not – if this was any other conference dealing with this, if this was the Big 12 dealing with this, they would pay for this for years. Yeah. The Big Ten will be able to wash this off in a couple months. You know, this will be, this will be a zit they pop. That's it. Yeah. You know, that, that's all. This will be forgotten. This will be, you know, it'll always follow around Jim Harbaugh. It'll always follow around Michigan, especially they wind up winning the thing. Yeah. Like the last thing that, I think the last thing that the college football playoff committee generally would like to have to deal with is what if Michigan wins this thing? And, you know, I, I guess they can say like, look, they could have beaten Minnesota without the sign stealing. Yes, they did have signs yeah. that they stole, but let's be reasonable here. Yeah. And then by the time that we caught it, like, they couldn't do it against Penn State. They couldn't do it, like, you know. Then they're doing that really thing where, like, now they've got their big, like, uh, sign, like the big flags they're holding up. Yeah, that's so funny. That nobody can that's see. a funny bit. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, we're, oh, oh yeah, we're stealing signs. You're, we're all stealing yeah, signs. Yeah, you're all stealing signs. We're going to make sure that nobody, that nobody in this exact moment of this 30-second timeout can figure out what we're doing. Is this, so this one is obviously going to have the most outside interest, right? Your, yeah. your casual football guy is interested. Yeah. Now, Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah, that's a huge Is one. your one where you're like, okay, here's the at least not publicly tainted best rivalry no, game but it, of the week. Look, Oregon State having to play Washington and Oregon the last two games of the year, um, really, I mean, that's, that's tough. But yeah. I don't think that they're, they're going to let Washington beat them twice. I think that'll be a really tough game. I just think that Oregon is so, so good, and it's at Autzen Stadium, so it's going to be really yeah. hard for Oregon State to win that game. I think the most intrigued this week is in the Big 12 where there are 128 different scenarios. Is that the actual number? Yes. There's okay. 128. Kirk Bowles contacted the Big 12 and said, hey, how many different scenarios – are there because they sent an email saying like basically it's confusing as hell. Yeah, basically <laughs> condensing it down into like the macro version of it. But if you got into the micro version of the Big Twelve, there's a hundred and different twenty eight different scenarios, of which I think about ninety of them get eliminated if Texas wins on Friday. Okay, are like, there well, anywhere Baylor plays for the Big Twelve championship? No. Okay, good. Just not, checking. Well, Didn't think so. Just checking. <laughs> there, yes, one scenario. Um, a designated survivor type so, yeah, situation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that one, exactly. Where there's just two of teams left. Yeah. Like that kind a of 2024 20, Pac-12 type situation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gotcha. Where there's just gotcha. two teams left. Gotcha. That's it. And it happens this week. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> like, um, was it like left behind? Where there's just like all well, this people the are rapture. gone. Yeah. Yes, that's there, are, there are two options. <laughs> designated survivor <laughs> type situation. And Christ's return. Yeah. And ironically, the two teams left are BYU and Baylor. <laughs> In the ultimate of irony, hey, uh, we took everybody else and left you guys behind. <laughs> Mostly because it's you and Notre Dame. They're all here. Yeah. Jesus we, is like, good news, bad news, guys. I'm we, going back. You're staying here. But Big we, 12 Championship. Here's the thing. We just wanted to see you guys figure out who was right. <laughs> Without all the other people interfering. <laughs> let's let's do that. Oh. All right. Glad to see you. Okay, I got to run. Got to get. <laughs> got a lot of souls. Good to see you. <laughs> anyway, but uh, there are, there's a lot of those. And look, if Tech wins, that like puts, if Texas Tech wins on Friday, that absolutely puts the Big 12 into a like, frenzy. That's, the, that's those 128 scenarios. Yeah. Like those, 
if Tech wins, that keeps all, I think, all 128 scenarios alive. Because then that puts Texas in the two-loss column. And then... And Tech absolutely could. Like, this is not... Texas has not looked uh, sharp. They have not looked dominant, really, at any point. No. And Tech is... Tech was a little Jekyll and Hyde early, but I think they've yeah. won three in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, Oklahoma always also plays on Friday against TCU. I tend to think that they'll win that game, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm more on the the fence of TCU could beat Oklahoma, but I'll see no chance that Texas loses to Tech, especially after Brett Yormark set the world on fire with that yeah. statement openly rooting for Tech earlier in the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's true. But like, there's you know, um, it's like is Dylan Gabriel going to be healthy? Like, that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, I don't know. But if I'm Jackson Arnold, I'd, I'd love to start against that defense. Oh, against absolutely. Tech. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, look, BYU and Oklahoma State, that could throw another wrench in everything. But I don't, I don't trust BYU with, with not even their starting quarterback yeah. in, in as well. Even though they played well against Oklahoma, but sometimes you, you can kind of muster something up uh, there. So, yeah, there's a lot. We're not going to get to our, our final topic today, which is fine. Uh, but, yeah, Iowa State and Kansas State remains an interesting game. In that, you know, Kansas State needs to win that one. Iowa State can throw a wrench in the machine. Iowa State played at halftime. They had that game right where they needed it to be. And then when Texas scored right at a halftime and made it 13-3, to I was like, well, that's that what you it. couldn't do. You had to keep Texas to field goals to where when you got your touchdown, it was going to be like that much more valuable. They didn't do that. But I still am impressed with Iowa State. And they're a young team. Like, they're all these guys are probably coming back. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I have to say probably because I don't know, I don't know how the transfer portal, you know, and NIL grabs them, you know, that, that's the thing that happens, but are there any other ones that you're particularly, if you're able to squeeze in some time at the Gaylord (laughs) that you're going to try and put eyes on, um, I'll be, do you get a, uh, any type of like hall pass while you're there? Like, Hey, I really need to watch this game. The Cowboys, but uh, we'll be gone on Friday. So by the time. I will miss like maybe the early games on Friday, but then I'll be I'll be back by a reasonable okay. time. So um, I wish the Egg Bowl was valuable. Yeah, uh, it's it's not. I, I I love that I love that game a couple years ago where it was just so petty between the two sides. <laughs> I, I love that. I love petty. Petty's my favorite thing in sports. Yes. Just just petty and dumb. I'll yeah. take all of it. Yeah. Um, I you know. A&M at LSU, 11 o'clock in the morning is kind of a sad thing to me in that if both those teams are – well, they're 7-4 versus 8-3, but – I don't – man, LSU's defense is hot garbage. So no, but, like, know. A&M's on their third-string quarterback, and even though he's played pretty good those two yeah. games. But, like, all these things about, about A&M – and, look, Elijah Robinson, I, re- I really do like him. I, I think – I hope he gets a, a shot to be a head coach soon. I don't think he's going to get a shot at that job. No. I think he's going to stay there with whoever comes because it's a really good job, and I think the administration likes him. But um, the fact that that game's on at 11, like anytime that game's on during the day, it, it means that one or both those teams have been disappointing. Yes. That should be a night game. Yeah. LSU and AM should be a night game. No, if you are both at your potential, that should be a night game. Yes, I agree. But both these teams are disappointing enough to where there's, there's more intrigue in the evening. So, um, you know, Kentucky and Louisville should be better, but it's not. Kentucky was disappointing. Louisville, 
has a very outside shot at the CFP. Can, so can Louisville afford to lose this and it not Im- impact them at all? As far, like if they secured their spot in the ACC championship? Well, I mean, yeah, they've done – well, the, the, Kentucky's no, in the I know SEC. It's the SEC but I yeah, mean, so Louisville's in. Like there's nobody else that's even algebra. Like they're in – Florida State and, and Louisville are in. So realistically, could you see Louisville saying, like, we need to make sure or try to win the ACC championship, let's rest up, even though it's a rivalry week? No. No? No. Okay. I don't think you, you want to, like – Especially lose to this Kentucky team, right? Yeah, you wanna you wanna be able to build into into next year, and and plus, like they're number ten, like they only have one loss. If they finish twelve and one, and the ultimate chaos happens in front of them, there could be like they're they're the outsiders of the outside shots to get in. Okay, they're not getting in. Let's let, I'm gonna say that right now. Louisville's not getting in unless all of this happens. But you don't want to be the team that's like, well, we better focus on Florida State, yeah, and then. Like, all those bad things happen. Florida State loses twice, including to you. You know, Texas loses twice. Alabama loses. You know, Michigan, like, Iowa wins the Big Ten. Like, all these things, you know, Oregon loses to Oregon State and then beats Washington. You know, all these things happen, and they've got to be like, well, who are the, who are the best teams? You need like, a 2007 yes, all over again. Just an absolute, you know, poo storm. <laughs> Can I ask, uh, what is, can, just because I, this, feel, if this feels like clickbait, it's not intended to be, can Colorado beat Utah in that finale? I don't break know. The, break the skid? Even though Utah's been on the struggle bus a bit? No, uh, well, not without Shadur. Not without Shadur. Yeah. Oh, he's out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, think, I don't think that Dion's going to put him in against that defense. I wouldn't. And, no. Um, you know, I think early in the year I picked Colorado to probably be four and eight, and then Dion had me believing a little bit, and then they got into the teeth of their schedule, and you know TCU wound up not being that good. Yeah, you know Nebraska, we kind of knew what they were going to be. You know they've got a couple of okay, they've got some nice wins, but look, TCU is probably going to wind up not in a bowl game. Nebraska has to beat Iowa to not be in a bowl game. That ain't happening. You know, like yeah, those wins don't look as good. Now they were dang sure fun while it lasted. But for, you know, Arizona State's not going to a bowl game. And Colorado State is also on the chance of not going to a bowl game. So they, they've got, like, getting three more wins for that program with 80 new players and all the things that they have, really impressive. But, like, it was realistic that this was going to happen to them, yeah. especially given the schedule that they had going in where the Pac-12 was as good as it was ever going to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was – yeah, I you know if Shadur was there, I still think that Kyle Whittingham would kind of outcoach um, Dion at this yeah. point, and, I, and that's not an indictment on Dion as much as it is just he's Whittingham's Kyle Whittingham's awesome. Just yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's just the fact that they're seven and four right now. By the way, Cam Rising, Are he back. He's gonna run it back. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I'll be honest with you. You may want more from your host of this show. I didn't know he started at Texas. Yeah, I did not know he was at Texas and then transferred. You know, it's funny, like, there's a lot of things that could have happened at Texas that might have made a lot things a lot better. Now, granted, he would have overlapped with Sam Ellen. He overlapped with Sam Ellinger. Jaquinta Jackson was there, too, yeah. as a quarterback as well. I think, yeah. I think he overlapped with Peter Gardier in 1989. <laughs> no, he might have. He might have. That's how long the hair. He started growing the hair then and went all the way. No, uh, but he overlapped. With, like, he wasn't going to be the starter anytime soon at yeah. Texas. So he transferred and went to Utah. And that was a great decision for him because he overlapped with Sam Ellinger and Colt McCoy and 
Vince Young, James Darryl, Brown, Daryl Royal, <laughs> James Street, <laughs> Jim Street, yeah, <laughs> Bobby Lane, <laughs> Sam Houston. How many yeah. Texans can we just? Yeah. Davy Crockett, Cam, Cam Rising's and like one day just sit down and tell tell stories of all the guys he knows. Like you know. When Ricky Williams and I were freshmen together. <laughs> you know, kids, gather around. I do actually remember the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> like, you just give a tour. Like, none of this T-shirt crap was here. <laughs> there were people dying right here and there. Oh. It was a terrible day. <laughs> it's, I know it's not that long ago, but I still can't believe we got guys, and there's probably more than a few that are still playing because of that COVID year. Yeah. I mean, it's just... They have like I think next year was is reasonably the last year where it's going to be a lot of people and not yeah. like this random like oh this guy tore his ACL three times and yeah, had a COVID yeah. year but yeah that I think the next year will be the last year of the the COVID years because that would be the freshman of that year yeah Rising so, had an injury and a COVID year right he had medical yeah. red shirt once in a COVID year yeah. yeah so yeah so he'll he'll be back I hope I hope that's good so that's good news for for Utah but yeah it's it's going to be an interesting. Um, Week there are big playoff things that could happen. Yeah, Oregon State could Oregon State could eliminate Oregon. They could straight up mm -hmm. eliminate Oregon because Oregon has that loss. Yeah. Although again, Bo Nix is right now he's the Taylor Swift of quarterbacks. Everything's kind of going his way. So it's called being on a heater. He yeah. is on a heater. <laughs> yeah, he is. I watched the uh, SEC shorts today, and they were talking about Auburn because they lost to New Mexico State and oh, paid yeah. him almost two million dollars to mm -hmm. do it, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> one of the things that they, it was like a drug commercial and it was like the symptoms could be, you know, watching Oregon where your quarterback went and threw six touchdown passes in the first <laughs> half and wondering, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's we're not only a quarter, like, here's the other thing about Bo Nix. Like there's a long line of Nixes that have been at Auburn. Like it was his family school, yeah. legendary, like, and now he is away from there winning games at Oregon, which, I mean, I, that would, that would kill me. Yeah. Like they, that one stings. FSU's had a couple of legacies that have like gone on to other places. And I like it, it really like, it got me. Sure. And I was like, oh man, you know, it's one of our guys. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Marvin Jones's kid, that one, that one kind of hurts. Um, yeah, any anybody who's like, Dion. Look, I'll tell you, Shadur Sanders, like if not for if not for Jordan Travis, the fact that Shadur Sanders exists in a world, like that's what that's the best thing he's done is made me not look around and be like, oh well, you know, Dion's son is a great quarterback yeah. that Kendall Bryles pissed off into not going there in the first place. <laughs> Way to go, Kendall. <laughs> so Way to go. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Way to do your job when you're there. <laughs> look, we have like Five NFL Hall of Famers, six Hall of Famers. Like when one of them comes, if you like their kid or not, pretend to. Yeah. Pretend to. Yeah. That's it. Like that, that's all you have to do. That seems to me what recruiting is. Don't you just pretend like the kid is the greatest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. Like, just for a up. weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not that complex. Just pretend to. When Deion Sanders walks into a room in Tallahassee, Florida, you fall all over yourself. It doesn't have to be genuine. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. 
It's worse for you if you don't. I understand that this is probably not the best advice for life in general, but look. Not bad advice for Thanksgiving. Go to meet the in-laws, do the same thing. Yeah. Recruiting and Thanksgiving, yeah. all the same. Exactly. All that. Follow all of yourself. Well, Chris, it's great to see you again. We missed you terribly. I missed you um, guys. I do, I do wonder, like, you know, your, your success at work and the Rangers winning the World Series uh, coincided very directly. And the first week I thought, like, he probably didn't want to come in here and see, like, have the chance of running into an actual Rangers fan that was that way he couldn't, you know, be nice. No, I'll tell you where that happened. I was avoiding, I did not even see the how final about, out of the world Steven? series. Was, you, was it okay with you and Steven? Oh yeah. Cause okay. I love Steven. Okay. Like Steven is the most wonderful human on the planet. I didn't even see the final out till about four days after it happened. I didn't watch it. Then on a Wednesday night, I went to church to pick up my daughter walked through men's Bible study, and I might as well have just lined up and let them all kick me in the crotch. That's all it was. Just a room full of Ranger fans just giving it to me all at once. So I'm past it. Yeah. I'm on to next season when the Rangers are probably going to win it again. <laughs> Look, I, I grew up in South Florida, which is disputed territory for every Major League Baseball team, especially yeah, but, in the Northeast. Sure. Like, you know, there's not like – you just depends on you walk into pockets and you're going to hear Boston accents or New York accents or, you know, whatever. Chicago people, well, most of them are, you know, go west. Yeah. But um, I had a ton of friends that were Yankees fans. I have a few that wind up Rays fans because <laughs> they, they, you know, I, have no, I, I know zero Marlins fans. None. 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 I know, like, I know a ton of people from Miami. I know no Marlins fans. But when the Yankees were wearing their World Series, it was tough. Like, even, yeah. even guys from New York I knew, I had worked with a guy named Carlos who could not have cared less about baseball, but was from New York. And um, anytime the Yankees did something well, he would give me crap about it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, who's their second baseman? <laughs> yeah. Who is it? You name him. You know? You know, go ahead. And he couldn't do it, but he was a New Yorker. So I know how you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I'm, but I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm listen here. I can be glad for all my, like my father was a, was a diehard Rangers fan. What was just, um, he did it to me with the Red Sox. Like he put me in those games and made me start following players from minor league and, and all those things all the way up. So it's his fault that like they became very secondary to me. Um, you know, but I was happy about it. Just like if Texas A&M wins a national championship in football, I'll be happy for my family, but again, I'll be like, well, how did FSU let that happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, exactly. that's great. Um, exactly. But yeah, there is your team and everyone else. But I was, yeah. I was very happy for the Rangers. My dad and I went to game five of the 2011 World Series together, and I remember he was just like beaming on the way home, thinking all yeah. I got to do is win two days from now. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, but but yeah. I'm not happy they won. I did I, listen to Eric Nadell's call just because he's a legend. And it was awesome also, uh, from a broadcasting perspective. Also, I wish he would have never gotten to do it personally. <laughs> um, just a, uh, here's the thing. Have you ever met him? Is this still an hour long show? No, I mean, it's my show. <laughs> we can, we can wrap it up in a second, but have you ever met him? No. Nicest dude. Really? Yes. I have friends that are Astro fans that know him because they're like, he's come to speak at their church because he's got, I think he's got some family down here. Okay. And so he's like, come to speak at their church and they've met him and they've kind of become friends with him. And they were even like, oh, I'm just really happy for him because he's again, and he had a long year, it's a rough year yeah. for him and yeah. like all that. So everybody's like thrilled for him. So it's hard. Like it's how, um, I know that like all three of us to host the main show feel about Steve Sarkeesian. Like we met Sark 
and we we did this interview with him and it was fantastic. Yeah. And he was engaging and personable and really nice yeah. and you know, like talked to us after like we were human beings sure. as opposed to like some people just sure, like yeah. you're just the microphone monkey and yeah, that's they just all flip I had you to do. the headset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was good. And then I like looked at Craig and he I was like, damn it. It's like <laughs> I know. <laughs> they say don't meet your heroes because it'll disappoint you. Also, don't meet people because then you'll start liking them. The That'll thing. really mess with your sports uh, stuff. Um, uh, Jacob and I talked about it last week. You know my vitriolic hatred towards Kenny Chesney. Okay. I'm, I don't think I'm, I knew about I, that. I'm, very, I'm terrified to meet if I ever meet Kenny Chesney yeah. because I'm going to feel like a jerk because it seems like he's a really nice guy. Yeah. I would love to dig into why you hate Kenny Chesney well, I mean, so much. He just sucks at music. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we dug. It's a shallow grave. Yeah. He sucks at music. And then because he sucks at music, he's had all these um, apostates that have gone through and sucked worse. Wow. Like he, has, he has hurt a genre of music in a way that he is um, – I, su- I don't think he sucks at music. Uh, he sucks at music. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm no, persuaded. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't think he sucks at music, but he can't sing. Uh, he only sings about, like, two things um, – it's very contrived, you know. He wants to be Jimmy Buffett. He's not Jimmy Buffett, and then he gets to be friends with Jimmy Buffett, which I'm I'm very jealous of. Now, but, now we're getting to the root of it. But there are like he's just not good, and you know I have to listen to people tell me like, oh, you know, this is a great Kenny Chesney song. No such thing as a great <laughs> Kenny Chesney song. But I do think that he's going to be like I'm going to meet him, and he's going to be just a really nice guy, and be like, I'm sorry, I was such a dick about. <laughs> Your talent. <laughs> I want you to go the other way. I want you to stop him and say, listen, before you try to charm me, I want you to know that I think you suck. Yeah. <laughs> now go ahead. <laughs> Look, you can be the nicest guy, but I'm never going to respect what you do. <laughs> never going to buy your tapes. Kenny. I have never, I have no, like, listen, like, respect for you as a human being and a man, but as far as a professional, you're terrible. You should stop doing it. You have plenty of money. Why do you do this to me? It's torture. <laughs> Now, now go ahead with the pleasantry. Go ahead. With All the right. Pleasantry. That's good. We're, we're seven minutes over, but I don't care. We, This is my show. I this make is, the rules. Yeah, that's right. So, All right. That's going to do it for us. This is a Triple Option on 365 Sports. We're back in tomorrow uh, for what might be our last episode of the week. Who knows? But who knows? We, we, fly, we improvise on that's this right. show. That's what we do. Have a great, have a great day, everybody. <laughs> if your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed